0: Heather. Recording. Oh, I just said recording when I started recording, and that's going to be on the podcast now. I'm just going to leave it. Hey, everybody, welcome to another episode of That Early Childhood Nerd. Um, Hey, I'm Heather, and um, I've got Emma Tempest today. Am I saying your name right? Is it Tempest, or is it like Tempest or something really.
1: No, it's Tempest.
0: Okay. I just had a moment of doubt. Clearly I'm ready for this recording.
1: Oh yes, obviously. So welcome Emma. It used to be Chamberlain.
0: Oh, was it?
1: Yeah. So like Tempest. Very
0: very British. Right. Chamberlain. (laughs) Um, Well, I've I've been many other names. (laughs) (laughs) Not really, only a couple. Anyway, how about we do a podcast? Yes, please. Okay, so Emma and I are going to talk about this quote from um, Tamar Jacobson's book, Don't Get So Upset, Help Young Children Manage Their Feelings by Understanding Your Own, which is one of the most powerful titles in the history of early childhood books, I think. Mm -hmm. Um, And here's what we're going to talk about. Uh, Tamar says, there are so few approaches to early childhood that have basic kindness as a point of departure. I call it, I'm on your sideness. And sometimes that translates into, even if I don't understand you now, I'll never stop trying to. Yes. <clears throat> I know. I love it. She's so good. So good. <laughs> um, but So I read that book a few years ago. Actually, Tiffany Pearsall and I uh, had a reading race. Like, I don't remember what started it, but we did a podcast and we came across this book and then we both ordered it. Like we hit order at the same time and then we raced to it. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I highly recommend it, but um just this that that idea that s- so few of our approaches come from a p- a place of basic kindness mm-hmm. toward me because of its truth mm-hmm. um, and uh and I, I just it's been in my brain since then. I think about it all the time <laughs> <laughs> all the time constantly it's haunting me but um <laughs> so i'm so I'm glad that that we're here to finally uh talk about it. Uh, so that that's my response to it what was your response Emma
1: um similar to yours it's just <laughs> the way she says it it's like it's like a big smack in the face it's like duh yeah. <laughs> like, a like it's yeah. so obvious when you when you think about it but I think that's part of the problem especially in early childhood mm-hmm. is that sometimes we forget to think we just go through the motions and yeah that's not a judgment that's just a fact everybody does it yeah and it's that thing of once you get your intentionality back it just elevates everything mm-hmm. and you can't do that until well I don't think you can do that until you get to a point where you're going through the motions becomes detrimental either to yourself or to the children yeah or and both. obviously <laughs> yeah exactly um and kindness is, is something that you can show yourself Mm -hmm. let alone you know the children you know saying to yourself oh maybe I could have handled that situation better or you know rather than just falling down a a guilt Mm -hmm. spiral of shame and oh I'm the worst teacher ever and I'm never going to be able to do this you know you have to show yourself a little kindness not everybody's absolutely No. Perfect.
0: Be gentle with yourself, but be honest with yourself. You know, I think that you can find that balance. Um, and I think what reminded me of the, of this quote this time, because I did just uh, post it on the, the nerd Facebook page a couple of weeks ago, um, which sort of reminded me that I'd been wanting to talk to someone on the, on the podcast about it was it was really simple. It was just the, I shared a blog post on the nerd page um, about crisscross applesauce and, and had that
1: blog post,
0: yeah, yeah. Um, which also my QBer and I just recorded an episode, so <laughs> by the time this one comes out, people are going to be so tired of hearing about crisscross applesauce. But, but anyway, I just remember as I was reading the comments, um, so much of of the resistance to the idea of, of letting go of that tradition was, well, we can't just let the kids have control, and um. You know, so it it just as I was reading those comments, it reminded me that these 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 folks are are so tied into their own reaction. Oh yeah. Um, and their own habits uh, in their practice that they they're not being intentionally unkind, but Mm-mm. but the, the their it's response ingrained. it's ingrained absolutely, and it's cultural in our field, mm-hmm. and and so so often our response to, um child-centered suggestions, I'll say, um, or thinking in terms of developmental needs and not teacher needs is... Um,
1: is We've it, always it, done it this way.
0: Right, and it becomes an example of this, this quote about, let's just stop and think about, what if, what, if our, what if our goal was just to be kind to each other? Would that change how we <laughs> approach? the way they have their bodies when we're doing mm-hmm. a group time or um, or the way that we respond to behavior kinds of stuff. Yeah, I just, totally. it, it could change everything about our practice if we stopped and just said, what if I reframed this?
1: Yeah. Just in terms the same, of basic kindness. It's the same thing when people say, oh, well, licensing says we can't. Or, oh, well, my director says we can't. Mm-hmm. And it's like, well, they may say that but what's to stop you questioning it? What's Mm -hmm. to stop you really looking deeper at exactly the wording of the licensing document. Mm -hmm. And maybe if you can't do that, go down a step on the ladder of what can you do? Because those little incremental changes add up to big things. And if you can't even see kindness (laughs) as an option, (laughs) that's, it's part of the system I think it's just that we've got so much to do and so little time and you just feel like and I'm saying like the royal we you yes yes. just feel like everything depends on you and as the teacher standing in front of the class having important things to say Mm -hmm. you can kind of see why teachers feel like that like it is on them and then you get people like licensing or people who coming to observe our parents who come to tour the classroom to see if they want their kid to be there. I can see why people think they have to put on a certain, I don't want to say performance as Mm -hmm. such, but a certain show. Yeah. I think I've said a a couple of,
0: I've said often, I'll just say that because I don't have measurable data on how often I've said this. (laughs) Sorry, but we have to find a different way to define our success as teachers, it can't be control and structure and what it looks like to outsiders. That, that can't be our, our measuring point of whether or not we're good teachers and have a good quality classroom. And I think that's where some of what you're describing comes from too, is we feel that pressure Mm
1: -hmm. to always
0: appear like we're in control. And if we stop to just be kind to each other, (laughs) then we have to let go of some of that. And that's really scary.
1: I just had a little thought pop up in my head. <clears throat> Excuse me. It's not quite fully form, formed yet. Right. But um, what you were saying then about how... Oh, well, maybe I need to think on this a little bit. Oh, that'll I'm be sorry. good
0: podcast. We'll just sit.
1: Well, it, we will if I think of it. <laughs> and, yeah, I, was, I was just wondering then about how that need to feel in control and feel like like you're a good teacher because certain things are going a certain way. Mm-hmm. I'm curious now because when I see, hang on, let me see if I can get this right. When I see other teachers and people who work with children try to be like that, the children are always the ones who book that trend they're the ones who if you're trying to gain control of everyone at circle time because you think that makes you a good teacher i can pretty much guarantee maybe like 99.9% of the time there's going to be one kid that can't can't follow that through does that make sense yeah yeah like it's almost like by trying to by trying to be that controlled they end up having less control because that's not how kids respond.
0: Right. Right. And then uh, the, the one, you know, the child who needs our kindness in that moment instead gets labeled as a behavior problem. Yes. And, uh, and, and we've, again, I don't think that it's in, I don't think any of us are thinking, well, I'm going to choose
1: to be unkind. Control
0: over kindness in this moment, because that's what teachers do. But, but I think so many of our catchphrases and the buzzwords and the traditional practices—they
1: um, just default to—they
0: default to conformity and standardization, hmm. which requires sort of dehumanization.
1: <laughs> well, that's, well, that's what I mean. Like, if you have a class of twenty children. And like, if we're going to measure it, Mm -hmm. and 20 of them are sitting, enjoying circle time, that could be because you're a very engaging teacher. Mm -hmm. And if they're sitting, as in sitting down, lying down, wriggling, moving, they can still be engaged. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: So how as an outsider can you measure which teacher is more engaging if you, what you're judging them on is the control that children have on their bodies? Mm -hmm. Well, any sense to me, but people do it all the time. Absolutely. Um,
0: Add that to the list of many things that don't make sense (laughs) in our field and practice, um, but that we cling to anyway. I mean, I I mean, I'm not saying that that pressure doesn't feel real and that it's not stressful. Mm -hmm. Um, but I mean, and there have been times that I have said no to someone wanting to come in and observe my class because, or my practice, because I know that I won't have the opportunity to talk it through with them
1: and and help them
0: process what, what, you know, and, and sort of articulate my practice. Um, but, but we have to be able to do that. I mean, we do have to be able to articulate the practice and that's where our skill comes in, not in controlling the group, but in being able to validate our choices and
1: yeah but that circles back to being kind to yourself and having mm-hmm. that reflection piece mm-hmm. because yeah. if you're not taking the time to work out why whatever happened happened good or bad I'm uh-huh. doing air on a podcast am yeah. I doing yeah um but it's that thing of if you're not willing to be vulnerable and willing to you know open up about why you made those choices, Mm -hmm. if you're just too quick to defend yourself, it implies that you're doing something wrong. I know they did it again then. Wrong.
0: (laughs) (laughs) So for the rest of the podcast, when Emma says wrong, just imagine air quotes.
1: (laughs) But that that's what do you know what I mean? No, it's like if if you can't if you're too busy just blaming the children for everything that's going on and not being kind to them. You're not being kind to yourself because Mm -hmm. you're assuming that a child whose brain hasn't fully formed yet has control over you, which is quite scary when you think about malicious
0: intent toward you, right? Like, that's the one that blows my mind is so many people willing to see a three year old child as malicious and
1: manipulative. (laughs) The the way people think about stuff like that, and this is applies to any thought about anything Mm -hmm. ever (laughs) your your thoughts create your feelings about a situation absolutely so if you're thinking oh this child is you know it hates me and Mm -hmm. um I don't know how to connect with them and oh they're always so so rude to me or whatever you're gonna feel a certain way about that child Mm -hmm. and then that child is gonna pick up on that and the child's actions will result in you hating that child and you disrespecting them yep. and you doing all those things that you just said about that child you end up creating for yourself and modeling
0: for others mm-hmm. i mean that too. so also side note now when we tag this episode we can just clu- include everything ever yes as one of the tags cuz you just covered it all
1: so but it's true.
0: <laughs> it is true and so i want to um I, I kind of wanted to go down uh, the road of talking about kindness to each other also as adults mm-hmm. working with children mm-hmm. and you you kind of gave a good lead there when you're talking about um when, when we're talking about what other people are thinking, because there's an aspect of this too, where we need to think about the relationships we have with the people who might be either in our classrooms with us or supervising us or that we are supervising and um, that there needs to be an element of emotional safety for this all to oh, work, yeah. these kinds Definitely. of things that we're talking about, which again comes from a place of kindness um, and I don't always see that, and I have certainly not always felt that in terms of coworkers or supervisors. Um,
1: no, completely. I think it links back to the vul- vulnerability. Yeah, again, yeah. In that, if you have, if you witness a coworker doing something, or if a coworker tells you something about a child that you either don't see or you can understand where they're coming from because that child does not have a connection with that person, but they mm-hmm. do with you. Mm-hmm. You can be seen as that, you know, godlike Mary Poppins magical <laughs> figure, like, oh, well, why do they behave well with you and not yeah. with me? Yeah. And it's not about what behavior is the result of their action, it's about the connection. Mm-hmm. And it's about the fact that if you were just kind, just paused and stopped to think of what kind action or a kind word could do. It completely can change the whole situation around. And yeah. especially like you said, when, when it comes to adults, having those, those kind moments towards those people who are having a hard time. Like we talk about children who are having a hard time and not mm-hmm. giving us a hard time. Right. So if the adult is having a hard time, you know, maybe we need to be kind to them too and think, well, maybe, something's going on with them that's causing them to lose this connection or mm-hmm. something's happening at home or, you know, I, I remember going to um, work and my colleagues saying, Hey, are you okay? And I'd be like, yeah, I'm fine. And they'd know something was wrong with me before I did. <laughs> yes. was... Then you're like, wait, what, what are they seeing? What?" Yeah. But they, they picked up on all those little cues that I, gave off Mm -hmm. because I was trying to do the I'm the teacher I'm in control I'll leave my stuff from home at home Mm -hmm. and it's just not physically possible to do that especially a hundred percent of the time because it's exhausting it physically and mentally drains you so if you have that one person who says hey you okay that can completely change the whole course of your day and you know, I have amazing teaching assistants who would make me cups of tea and we'd have cake for breakfast and, (laughs) you know, super kind things. Mm -hmm. But it is that key point of just thinking instead of reacting Mm -hmm. and just taking that little tiny pause to just think, how can I be kind in this situation rather than just that initial reaction of, it's almost like a reflex, I guess. And yeah. we need to train our brains to reflex to be kind,
0: right? Or just just to, um, to to train ourselves to just be real people together, instead of this idea that we have of teachers and not teachers, or yeah, um, you know, whatever whatever role we're assigning to someone changes our expectations or changes the way we interact with them. But if we could just think of ourselves as all being human beings together. In this specific situation, which in you know my case is with a group of children and you know some other adults around who are also there to help the children, um, for some reason, adding those labels changes the lens and changes our practice mm-hmm. and our expectations. But if we can just start to train ourselves to think of each other as people, then kindness becomes much more real. Like it's more of a reality that we could just be kind. Yeah, and that I mean, our decisions that and choices and expectations come from that place and instead if of.
1: If that's what you're modeling in your classroom, then it becomes a culture. It becomes the norm that, you know, in this classroom, we are kind. Mm-hmm. It's not just a phrase that you have stuck up on a wall. Yeah. It's a way of life. <laughs> like, under yeah, right? really the easy. But if we want the next generation to be nicer to each other, we have to do it ourselves. You mm-hmm. can't just. Expect them to do it because it's one of the five rules that are posted up on the wall.
0: Right. So if, you know, let's. there's a conflict and and one child hits another child and we step in and say, that wasn't kind or you need to be kind. Well, what about trying to understand the perspective or trying to see the situation and why it happened? I mean, that's. I think that's kindness too, understanding mm. that there's not a good guy and a bad guy in this preschool situation mm. where one has hit the other. There's a problem that we need to look at and um so we it's it's another example i think where we use language without really showing what it means we talk about Mm -hmm. kindness and we tell them to be kind Um, but then what we're acting is not
1: yeah but it's not like they don't know it's not like they they go oh this is kind punch (laughs) they know it's not kind right they don't necessarily know why they're doing it or what to do instead or how the person who is the recipient of that punch what they could have done instead are or have the self-control
0: to make a different choice yes
1: exactly (laughs) there's so many layers to it and I just think jumping to a conclusion doesn't help anybody
0: Mm -hmm. yeah
1: sorry I was
0: (laughs) I was trying not to repeat myself I was going to go back to that you know people who uh, comment on Facebook blogs or whatever about how we can't just let kids do what we want and this is why we have problems because we're too soft on them. And
1: but that's no, the thing, we that's not. But then we need to <laughs> be kind to them. Yeah. And think yeah. to the people who are saying that, you mean? Yeah. We need to be kind to them. Yeah. Yeah. It's hard because yeah. you just want to like strangle them through the screen, like, mm-hmm. oh, why do you not get it? Yeah. But there's a reason why they think that, just like there's a reason why we think the opposite.
0: Mm hmm. Yes, agreed. I'm nodding now. We have air quotes and, and nodding. Quotes <laughs> we need a sound effect or something. We could do a little ding oh, when there's no. an air quote and a rattle when there's ding. a nod.
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, a rattle would be better for no.
0: For no? Shaking the okay.
1: head, no. But yes, but we'll we work on that. The, um, you know, the Kool-Aid cup thing. Going, oh yeah. What? You know, the, the big cup thing that oh well.
0: yes that's the kool-aid man
1: yes it's a pitcher. Ah, that's yes. the
0: word i wanted yeah yeah that's what we need when we're nodding you mean that's the yeah, sound he goes, we need? oh yeah
1: yeah
0: all right sorry i was clearly not following <laughs> the, the stream of conversation that i started <laughs> oh my goodness so well hmm, what else do i want to say about this i it's one of those quotes that when i read it i was like yep and that's all that needs to be said
1: <laughs> but also
0: I want to talk to somebody.
1: about. It. <laughs> but it's, I think it's just seeing all those cheesy quotes and all those rules that we have about be kind mm-hmm. and yeah. not just assuming that you understand what that means mm-hmm. and, you know, taking the time to reflect and dissect it and talk with your colleagues about it. Because if you have people who, I know we keep linking it back to behavior, but that, just to me that just makes sense in a in a in the con- yeah. context of what we're talking about yeah um if you have a colleague or somebody parent whoever who's saying oh this child's behavior blah blah blah, blah it's usually if they're making it about them as in the adult hmm we can take that time to be kind and say, you know, hey, would you like? Can I invite you to engage in a discussion about this? <clears throat> Excuse me, because I sound like I've been smoking. Oh, what's going on? Um, oh. Because if if you are, and I'm all for a good bitching session. Don't get me right. wrong. Right, I can totally get on board with that too. Right, but it's it's moving past mm-hmm. that as an initial reaction, and actually, what. Well what can we do about this situation? Yeah. And if the if the tiniest tiniest incremental 1% movement towards something is to be kind then I'm all for that. Yeah. <laughs> whether it's yeah. to yourself like don't be so hard on yourself or whether it's to the child you know maybe they're having a bad day even if it's something that's not necessarily true like you don't know what's going on in anybody's head. Right. So why not just be kind?
0: Yeah. It's much, I I would think that it would be easier, but I'm sure for some people it would feel scary and hard.
1: Mm -hmm. That's the vulnerability piece
0: again. Renee Brown
1: says it best. You can't be courageous without being scared. mm -hmm. Courage doesn't exist without you being scared and worried and anxious because otherwise you wouldn't need it. Mm -hmm. And I just think it takes, it takes a lot of practice to be able to reflect that deeply. Yeah. And then, even more practice to change whatever it is that you are reflecting on
0: yeah so so we didn't do this at the beginning maybe maybe it's valuable to do it now, but if we had to define define kindness, oh what so I'm thinking about this now because uh we just really. were talking about using the word, and are we really showing children what the word really means and
1: uh, I think for me personally, I guess. I haven't really thought about it in the terms of a definition, mm-hmm. but as a as a way of life, mm-hmm. I guess it's it's using that that process of well, my thoughts create my feelings, and they create yeah. my actions, and my actions create my result. I guess it's just trying to stop that flow, yeah, and actually choose which path you want to take, so you can react <clears or throat> intentionally, yeah. And hopefully the more, when you think about brain development and synapses, the more you go down that path, the stronger it gets.
0: Right. So you change your, you change the wiring.
1: Right. So it does become, that's your reaction.
0: Yeah. 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 So, and, and I, you know, I just think about if if I wanted someone who's working with young children to have an approach that is grounded in basic human kindness or whatever the quote said, um, you know, trying to think about what that might mean, I would want them to um you know be able to have that stop that process and and be more aware of what 's going on, but also just perspective taking you know just stopping mm-hmm. to to think, okay, so why do I think that just happened, or what might they need from me, or what could they be thinking or feeling or what was their think- goal and just and just trying to mm-hmm. practice that you know it 's not all about me and it's not all about the group
1: that's what i was just gonna say The the key point what you just said there was it's about what they need and what Mm -hmm. you can do Mm -hmm. and if kindness is a vehicle you can use to get to that place then great Mm -hmm.
0: yeah and you know then there's there's the more concrete kinds of things that are like well I can if I'm someone who uses sarcasm with young children I can maybe stop using sarcasm or if I'm one who stands and talks about children with a coworker over their head as if they don't exist about all mm-hmm. the things they're doing that are driving me crazy maybe I could stop that that doesn't seem very kind
1: Right and um, and again there's nothing I don't want to, I don't want people to hear this and think well what are we supposed to do just be happy and kind all the time yeah. <laughs> like right <yeah. laughs> so, eventually
0: that, but not right it's, away
1: it's the tweaks it's the, if you picture yeah. it, like I said as a ladder if you know that you en- you have a coworker who engages you in that kind of conversation being kind to them not just shutting them down and being mm. like oh well Emma and Heather said that they're a terrible person so <laughs> next time they start talking about the kids I'm just gonna tell them to show right not so much that And not too far the other way in terms of saying to them, oh, but don't forget, he's only three or blah, blah, blah. And just making them feel completely unheard. Mm -hmm. It's the same thing we want you to do with children. We want you to be kind to that adult just as you would a child.
0: Yeah. I've I've sometimes, it doesn't always work because we're all, you know, there's emotions involved in all of these kinds of conversations too. Um, But sometimes I might just say, well, So I'm wondering about her perspective in this, or I'm wondering Mm -hmm. how she feels when that happens and just sort of shifting it that way. So we can still talk about the problem or the issue or the Mm -hmm. frustration, but it changes the tone just a little bit. Um, But yeah, a relationship, if if I have a good relationship with that person, that approach goes better than if it's someone who sees me as an adversary. And then I say, well, I'm wondering about a different perspective. (laughs) That's not going to go as far.
1: And adults are not like, They can pick up on those little subtleties. But if you're so ingrained in that way of thought, having somebody say, oh, I wonder if if you want to talk about this later on over coffee or, oh, well, I can't talk about this right now because it's nap time and they need to get waken up. But I really want to engage with you Mm -hmm. later on. Yeah, it doesn't come across as condescending because actually because it's a real reason. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, and you're doing what we want people to do with children. We uh-huh. want them to feel validated. We want them to be heard. We want them to express their thoughts and feelings without somebody saying, eh, <laughs> well, "Yeah, well, it's not true. And it is, it's really frustrating, you know, especially when you feel like you know better mm-hmm. and you feel like, oh, well, I know what I do in that situation but you don't, you only know to a certain degree. You know what you think
0: think, you might do right? (laughs) or what you hope you might do.
1: You know, children are children, but everyone is unique and individual and, you know, different. Mm -hmm. And I just feel like if we don't offer kindness as a tool to everybody, then we've got no chance of offering it to children. Mm -hmm. It's got to start with you. And if you, if in that moment you are so angry and upset at what somebody else is saying or doing, then be kind to yourself and just give yourself that time to, you know, chill with your thoughts, feel mm. your feelings, all those kind of cheesy quotes that we say. Well, yeah. they're cheesy for a reason because they're true. <laughs> <laughs>
0: No, and I'm I'm glad that you because I had sort of, uh, of course, planned to talk about kindness to children and had thought about kindness to each other as colleagues or whatever in the situation, but I hadn't thought about that side of it of being kind to yourself and that being an approach that we can take. So I'm glad that you brought that um, that you brought that in. You're welcome. Uh, uh, yeah. Well, I, I didn't say thank you. I just said I was glad. <laughs> <laughs> but thank yeah. you. Uh, so, what would you uh, what would you send them out with as like a parting You're admonition cheesy. for 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 being kind? Just go forth and be kind.
1: Well, yeah, <laughs> it, it sounds so cheesy, but I I think for me the key, if I could say one thing that I'd want people to think about, mm-hmm. is that knee jerk reaction of when you see someone else connecting with a child, or when you see somebody else being kind when you would maybe choose another road and Mm -hmm. I'm not meaning choose the unkind road but you know when you hear those conversations where people say oh well how are they ever going to learn to do this this and this if she's letting them do this (laughs) or if she's if she's just going to give him a hug when he's sad how's he going to learn that that's not okay or whatever it's so hard to to stop that thought train so, maybe just to give yourself that kindness in actually becoming more aware that you're even on that train.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And it might be a bit of a runaway train, but you don't <laughs> know. You don't know that you're on it until somebody makes you aware of it. Yeah. So, maybe the key is for those people who are on the train to just take a look out the window and see which stop you're at. <laughs> and for those people who are watching the train go past and that person's just running away with it you know maybe chase after the train and try and get it to halt or at least yeah. you know, put some leaves on the line or something like <laughs> <laughs> just slow it down is what I'm right, trying to say right. because you can't, you can't stop it I don't think you can I think it has to come from that person mm-hmm. but that doesn't mean we can't help
0: yeah yeah and that the train analogy I think is is good even though it was funny. It can be both. It
1: always helps when analogies are funny. Good and funny. Yeah,
0: sure it does. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay. So thank you, Emma. I do want to wrap this up, but I, I, so I know that the listeners have heard me and other guests talk about Tamari Jacobson until they're probably sick of it. <laughs> um, but this, this book is really good because it, it does really um, walk you through how to become more aware of your own reactions and feelings and how Mm -hmm. that, how that informs then the way you respond to children and and matches kind of what you've been describing. So, um, so I just want to put a plug out for that too. (laughs) All right. Thanks, Emma. Thank you. Thanks everybody for listening to another episode. We'll see you later. Bye. Bye. And that's the show. Now go get your nerd on. but an Explorations Early Learning Upstairs Studio production.
1: Oh.